The most common question I'm asked by far is, how do I learn Spanish? This happens a lot in real life. My brother's mother-in-law likes to ask me every few months, but the second I start to answer, her eyes glaze over and her attention goes elsewhere. It's not that I'm boring, I don't think, or rambling, okay, sometimes. They just don't wanna hear what I have to say. They want my answer to be Rosetta Stone or Duolingo or something very specific like that. They wanna hear, do this one thing and you'll be speaking Spanish in three months. It's all also the most common question I get from people who watch my videos, but my viewers usually come to me with a much stronger desire and have already taken some initiative. They're just totally overwhelmed. Is that you? I don't blame you. Learning something as big as Spanish is super complicated. If you think about it, a language is a code for our thoughts and feelings. We have thoughts and feelings and we express them with language. But it's a really complex code. It has to be. We use this code to describe every single thing in the world. Every thought, every feeling, every subtle distinction it's all covered in the complex code that is language. Learning a language can be fun compared to something like math because when you're learning math, you need to be sitting down doing math problems. But if you're learning Spanish, you can do anything you want as long as it's in Spanish. Like to read? Read in Spanish. Prefer movies or TV? Watch movies or TV in Spanish. That's cool, but the other side of that is to truly learn Spanish, you have to do everything. Study grammar, memorize words and conjugations, listen to music, play games, watch movies, read read books, talk to people. Math is used to answer quantifiable questions. So to study math, you do math. But language is used for everything, including math. So to learn Spanish, you have to do everything. See why people don't like my response when they ask me how to learn Spanish? There's no simple answer, no easy, direct, linear path, no course, book, teacher, or any one thing that can teach you Spanish, not even me. But that doesn't mean I don't have an answer. I have a really good answer. Because even though I got an F in high school Spanish, seriously, I went on to teach myself Spanish in real life. Well, many people helped me along the way. But I wasn't able to learn Spanish because I'm so smart or such a good student. It's the opposite. I wasn't a good learner at all. The F in Spanish was the only class I failed, but most of my grades through high school were C's and D's, maybe sometimes a B. I don't think I ever got an A in a real class. But did you notice a second ago I said I wasn't a good learner? I would never say that about myself now because my last semester of college, everything changed. That semester, I studied abroad in the Netherlands, Iraq to the Europeans and suddenly found myself living in a dormitory with tons of Spanish people. My roommate was Spanish. I met a Spanish girl. They both spoke English, but many of the others didn't. And since I was hanging out with them a lot, not understanding a word, I decided to learn Spanish. And I mean, I really decided. For the first time in my life, I wanted to truly learn something. Not like school learn, but put it to the test every day with my Spanish friends in real life learn. And I had no time to waste. I'd only be with my new friends five months. I wanted to learn Spanish before I left them. I couldn't waste time on stuff I wouldn't use or methods that didn't help me in real life. What happened at my table in my dorm over the next five months still astounds me. I don't know where it came from. I instinctively developed habits and created strategies that not only helped me learn Spanish, we'll talk about what that means in a minute, but helped me learn how to learn. Since then, I've used the same basic mindsets, habits, and strategies to learn how to make websites. All my websites, except the t-shirt store, are custom-coded WordPress themes made by me. But I didn't go to school for that. I taught myself. I stayed up all night, every night for months, then made countless websites over the years. I didn't go to school to learn how to teach Spanish or how to make videos, how to light them, that white screen behind me isn't easy, or edit them or market them. I learned how to do all that on my own, pretty much the same way I learned Spanish. Look, I feel really weird talking about myself like this right now. I'm not doing it to brag. I want to make a point. Before I learned Spanish, I didn't even consider as a possibility learning anything meaningful 
people I never had and I didn't think I could. But then I learned Spanish in the fashion I did and that changed my life forever because it showed me and I've proven to myself many times since I can learn anything. And I'm telling you right now, no matter how bad of a student you've been in the past, no matter how bad you think your memory is, no matter how many times you've tried before, I don't care how old you are, what condition you have, how secluded you live, I've seen it from countless people just like you since I started making these videos over four years ago. You, you my gringo, you can learn anything too. Hola, soy Jordan, and this is a Spanish quickie. Fast, easy Spanish lessons from somebody who speaks your language. Since I started making these videos, I've talked to countless Spanish students, in person, on the phone, via email, and almost without exception, they're all disappointed with how quickly they're picking up Spanish. It's because all that marketing and society in general has programmed us to think it's possible to learn a language in three months if we work really hard, especially if we spend that three months in a Spanish-speaking country or have a Spanish-speaking boyfriend or girlfriend. So I want to be very clear with you right now. When I say I learned Spanish in the five months I spent in the Netherlands, I mean I got past the beginning. I was relentless. I worked more and harder than I ever had in my life. Every day, hours and hours of grammar, vocab, and conjugation. I talked to my Spanish friends as much as possible, listened to music, all the stuff we're going to talk about in this video. But all that just got me past the beginning. And that's the goal of this video, to get you past the beginning. Because the beginning is the hardest and most most miserable part of learning Spanish. When we learn something, we give context to new information. How does this new information relate to what we already know? But at the beginning, we don't know anything yet, so we can't give it context. That's why everything is so confusing and hard to remember at first. It's also why almost nobody ends up learning Spanish. They all quit in the beginning. I'm telling you this because if you feel overwhelmed, frustrated, or discombobulated, you're not alone. It's totally normal. Please know those feelings don't last forever. Once you get past the beginning, it only gets better, easier, and more fun. More complicated, maybe, because more words, more grammar, but easier, too, because when you learn something new, you'll be able to remember it better because it'll have more context. You'll be able to see exactly how it fits in with what you already know. And once you're past the beginning, you don't have to spend as much time in your books. Since my semester in the Netherlands, I've barely picked up a grammar book or studied at all. I improved mainly by traveling and speaking tons of Spanish in real life. My Spanish would be even better now if I studied more but the point is, after the beginning, you can improve without studying. I say you're past the beginning when you can fairly effortlessly move between the main verb tenses, the present, past, future, and that have eaten, had eaten, would have eaten stuff. When you can use pronouns correctly half the time and can make a conversation last for a few minutes, even if it's clunky and awkward and you have to say what a bunch, you're past the beginning. Okay, I need to be straight up with you about something. Making these videos is hard sometimes. Deciding how to organize the information and what to cut out are the hardest parts. I have two goals with each video. Say what needs to be said, but make it as short as possible. Well, this video has been particularly difficult because how to learn Spanish? That's a pretty big subject. Remember the whole complex code thing? And to learn Spanish, you have to do everything? Yeah. And learning something huge like Spanish can't be done with strategies and tactics alone. When I said I learned to code a website, teach Spanish, and produce Spanish videos the same way I learned to speak Spanish, I didn't mean I learned to code a website with flashcards or how to make videos by memorizing conjugations. It was the mindset, the habits, the way I look at the process of learning itself. So I've decided to split this video into two parts. In the next video, part two, I'll show you all my strategies and tactics. That way, in this video, part one, we 
can focus entirely on the mindsets and ideas behind the strategies and tactics you'll hear about in the next video. Cool? Okay, starting from the top, the best way to learn anything is to get totally obsessed with it. The more obsessed you become, the better. With Spanish, for sure attack the grammar and practice out the wazoo, but seek out different ways to incorporate Spanish into your everyday life. Turn the Netflix subtitles on, listen only to Spanish music, change the system language on your phone and computer to Spanish. Then do what you can to find real people. There might be a language exchange, intercambio, or meetup in your hometown. If not, go online. There are tons of websites, both free and paid, where you can talk to real people in Spanish, natives and foreigners. You can go to Mexican and Cuban restaurants in your hometown and speak in Spanish. The smaller ones tend to be better. I've had so many great experiences in Latino restaurants here in Orlando. They're usually pretty curious, thus pretty easy to talk to, when a gringo walks in speaking some decent Spanish. But it's not the specifics, it's the attitude. You can spend years diddle-daddling around with Spanish, like most people do, but that won't get you very far. Or you can get totally obsessed for 6 to 12 months, or whatever it takes, get past the painful beginning, and let the good times roll. But being obsessed isn't a decision you make one moment, then you're done. You have to keep deciding every moment to be obsessed. It's easy to say you're gonna sit down and spend two hours per day on Spanish, but I can tell you as a procrastinator, it's a lot harder to actually do it, and it's downright painful to continue doing it when you're squirming in your seat, getting half the practice exercises wrong, and rationalizing why it's a good idea to quit for the day. But here's the thing, and I hope this isn't too woo-woo for you. A lot of times, looking back, the most painful periods of our lives are the most beautiful and meaningful. Pain can actually be a really good sign that we're doing the right thing. I first noticed this from my semester learning Spanish in the Netherlands. I look back on that period now, studying at my table, in my room, with only the fondest of memories. But at the time, it was a lot of hard work, and it was full of frustrated, overwhelmed, and lonely moments. More recently, and more dramatic, creating this company, Gringo Español originally, and now The Spanish Dude, showed me again. Everything's going great now, but I kind of miss the early years, the struggle, the dream. For sure, one of the most beautiful periods of my life. But when I think harder, I was 35, living with my parents, working a legit 12 to 15 hours a day, making zero dollars for almost two years. One Christmas day, a few years ago, I was driving my scooter and my gas light came on. Problem was, I didn't even have the three dollars in my account I needed to fill the tank. So I tried to make it home, but failed. I pushed that scooter for 10 or 15 minutes before this nice AAA guy saw me, pulled over, and filled me up without even asking for money. Thank you, AAA guy. I cried on the way home. But when I look back on that period now, I don't feel the pain or the embarrassment or the frustration. I see obsession, dedication. That day, running out of gas, that's just an awesome, beautiful memory. A lot of times, looking back, the most painful periods of our life are the most beautiful and meaningful. And it's not coincidental or ironic. The pain is what causes the beauty. Or actually, your obsession to fight through the pain is what causes the beauty. One of your main jobs as a Spanish learner is to work through the pain. Don't quit. Get past the beginning so you can look back at that beautiful achievement of yours with pride. Another one of your main jobs as a Spanish learner is to get over the fear. For most of us, it's terrifying to talk to somebody in Spanish. They'll never understand us, and even if they do, we'll never understand them. Look, there's nothing I can tell you or strategy I can give you that'll magically remove your fear, but I can give you two pieces of advice that'll help. 
get over it, and fake it. And both of those are skills you can practice. You can't go from zero Spanish to fluent. It's impossible. You gotta go through every phase in between, which means lots of blank stares, awkwardness, and often feeling like an idiot. It's your job to use your obsession with learning Spanish to force yourself to get out there and get through it. I promise it gets easier and easier every time. And not just because you'll learn more words, more grammar, and you'll get better at comprehension slowly, but it'll also get easier because handling the blank stares and awkwardness is actually a skill that can be practiced. When you say something and they don't understand, experiment. Try repeating yourself. Maybe say it again but pronounce it differently. Perhaps say the same thing but with different words. Or maybe it's just time to move on to the next person. You can't delete the fear. I still get nervous sometimes, especially when I haven't spoken Spanish in a while. But you can decrease it by getting through it. And you'll get better and better at getting through it, decreasing your fear even more, thus making it easier to get through, thus decreasing your fear even further, and so on. You can also just fake it. I saw a video once by a guy named Derek Halpern about how to fake confidence. He says to fake confidence, just think to yourself, how does a confident person act? Then act like that. It's so simple, but it really works. I do it all the time. And if you think about it, what's the difference between somebody who's acting like a confident person and a confident person? Thanks, Derek. Good one. Okay, let's talk goals. We already decided your first major goal is get past the beginning. But the closer your goal is to what you control, the better it is. So instead of saying you'll get past the beginning in six months or 12 months, it's better to say, I'm going to spend two hours per day on Spanish. Getting past the beginning isn't something you directly control, plus it's not specific enough. But spending two hours a day, that is something you control, a much better goal. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, for something like spend two hours a day on Spanish, the hardest part is getting started every day. I don't know why, but it's often hard for me to find the motivation to start. Once I start, I usually get so into it I don't want to stop, but that doesn't make getting started any easier. Here's what does, a timer. What I do is I set the timer for 45 minutes even if I plan on spending two hours or two days on whatever I'm doing. Then I make a deal with myself. I just have to work for that 45 minutes. Once it counts down to zero, I can stop. This makes it easier to start because instead of some endless task, I just have to work for 45 minutes. I can do that. Then, like I said, I usually get so into it I don't want to stop. A great feeling. If you do want to stop, just set the timer for 10 minutes and take a 10 minute break. When your break's over, set the timer for 45 minutes again and go for another round. Lately, I've been using the online timer at online-stopwatch.com. Remember what I said a minute ago? I said it's often hard for me to find the motivation to start. So I kind of freaked out recently as I was reading the book The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson. That title is a bit misleading. The subject of the book is more how to care about the things you want to care about by not caring about the things you don't want to care about. The part that really struck me was when he talked about his problems getting started, but he calls getting started taking action. He also struggled getting himself motivated to take action, but then he realized through experience, action creates motivation, not the other way around. So instead of getting motivated to start, we need to start to get motivated. And that matches my experience exactly. Once I get started, I get so into it, I don't want to stop. Motivation doesn't breed action. Action breeds motivation. Don't you love it when you read or hear something and you're like, yes, my thoughts exactly. I just didn't have the words until now. Thanks, Mark. Great book. I totally recommend it. Okay, you got yourself to your table. You're ready to start your 45 minutes. What do you do now? We'll get into the specifics in the next video, but generally speaking, you make decisions about what to learn, then learn that. Listen, this isn't school. There's no teacher. This is a huge subject. And even though I'm kind of sort of guiding you right now, you're the one in charge. Welcome to the world of self-learning or self-teaching. Probably 
probably your biggest job as a Spanish learner is to make decisions. First, you need to decide what will help you the most right now. What should you spend your time on? But soon you'll have to decide when it's time to learn something perfectly and when vaguely understanding is enough. Do you stick with something that's giving you trouble or avoid getting bogged down and move on to something else? Like verb conjugation. Do you learn all the present tense conjugations before moving on to the past? Or do you just learn the regular conjugations now and leave the irregulars for later? The irregulars take forever and if you conjugate every verb like it's regular, you'll be correct most of the time and when you're not, you'll still be understood perfectly. Now let's talk about this word learn. I've been using it a lot and usually as if it's something very specific we can do, but it's not. I look at learning as a process with three actionable steps, focus, understand, and practice. Step one is focus, the ultimate skill. I mean, to attain any other skill, you focus on it. The easiest way to learn something complex is to break it down into the smallest parts possible, then focus on one of those parts at a time. Even the most complicated process usually breaks down into a bunch of very simple steps. Isn't calculus or physics, or whatever the most complicated math is, just a bunch of single digit addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, but in a very complex order? Step two is understand. That's when we go from not knowing to knowing how, why, or when something happens. At this step, we watch or read lessons to figure out what's happening. We look at tons of examples, searching for patterns, but you won't know if you understand something correctly until you practice it. Step three, I define practice as repetitively testing yourself. If you're not testing yourself, you're not practicing. You'll use different tools and strategies to practice depending on the task. We'll talk about those in the next video. Practice is the step where you should spend most of your time. And while practicing is what'll cause you the most frustration, it'll also be where you see the most improvement. Okay, moving on. You know that stressed out, frazzled feeling you get when you have lots of stuff to do, but don't even know where to start? Do you have that feeling with Spanish? When that happens, I like to sit down and make a checklist of everything I need to do. Usually just the act of making the checklist makes me feel better, even before I do anything or cross anything off. Well, I've started your checklist for you. Below this video or in the description, you'll see a link that says download the battle plans. These battle plans are meant to be your guides and your checklists. You'll see by the names, each battle plan is more zoomed in than the one before it. So the first one, the Spanish battle plan, is the big up in the sky aerial view. How cool is it to see that everything you need to do fits into one of four categories, grammar, vocabulary and expressions, sentence construction, then skills. But those four categories can be broken down even further. Now check out the grammar battle plan. All grammar issues fall into five categories, nouns, adjectives and adverbs, ser versus a star, verb conjugation, pronouns, then prepositions. Then going even further on the verb conjugation battle plan, you'll see there are different tenses. There's the present tense, the preterite, the imperfect, the future, and a bunch of others. But each of those can be broken down even further into individual patterns. Look at the present tense conjugation battle plan now. Remember I said the easiest way to learn Spanish is to break it down into the smallest parts possible and focus on those parts one at a time? That's what I did here. This is your checklist for present tense conjugation. You learn conjugation by learning the different tenses one at a time. You learn the tenses by learning the different patterns one at a time, and you learn the different patterns by learning the different endings one at a time. Break it down into the smallest parts possible. Focus on each part one at a time. Make sure you understand it, then prove it to yourself by practicing it over and over. That's how you learn. Okay, we're done for today. Make sure you don't miss the next video. Sign up for the Spanish Dude newsletter at SpanishDude.com slash free dash updates, and I'll send you an 
an email when it's posted. If I get one thing across to you today, I hope it's this. Learning Spanish is a journey. For me, a lifelong journey. I'll be learning Spanish until the day I die. But luckily, unlike math, you don't have to know Spanish perfectly for it to work. You can start using it and feeling awesome right away. And those feelings only get better and better as you get better and better. I still get the tingles anytime I use Spanish, even when I just say hola. It's just so cool being on a bus in Mexico and being able to talk to the lady next to you. You'll love the fact that the second you open your mouth and somebody hears you speak Spanish, they'll treat you differently than they treat the normal tourists. You have no idea where learning and speaking Spanish will take you, but it will take you places. I mean, imagine the possibilities when suddenly you can communicate with 400 million more people. They're endless. Enjoy the journey. It'll be one of the most beautiful of your life, and the destinations aren't bad either. I'll see you next time. Hasta luego. Adios, amigo.